0: Welcome to different gravy not just another Sheffield wednesday podcast my name is richard miller i'm one of the hosts and my co-host well he walks into the party like he's walking onto a yacht he hat strategically dipped below one eye his scarf it was half and half he had one eye in the mirror as he watched himself gavotte and all the girls dreamed that they'd be luke's partner they'd be luke's partner it's not vain, because this version is actually about Luke. Dr. Luke Leto. <laughs> How are you doing today, <laughs>
1: Oh, I'm good Rich, thank you for such a warm and flattering introduction <laughs> How are you today? Uh,
0: I'm alright, I checked the lyrics uh, just you know, to make sure that everything was uh, as it should be um, I've left in the mention of a gavotte there, I didn't know what that was I thought it was maybe a, a wrong lyric, but it, it's a, a kind of poncy da- dancing from like the Middle Ages I will include a YouTube link to some uh, top-notch gavotting uh, in the in in the show notes for for anybody that's interested. Yeah, I mean, outside of the the, the main subject of this podcast, life seems to be pretty good. Um, <laughs> the, everything Sheffer Wednesday related is um, is an ongoing kind of. Uh, it's it's a it's it's a fire on in the tip, isn't it? It's um it's pretty dreadful. It's pretty dreadful stuff.
1: Yeah, I kind of liking it to where we are with February right now. It's a real slog, you know. These winter months, like um, mm. January, feels like it brings some kind of new fresh promise uh, to its coldness, and then February just feels like no, not this again. Seriously.
0: Yeah, so I, I did wonder because we, we we are uh, in the UK, we are we're battling with uh, Storm Dennis. Um, and it was pretty horrible getting to and from the ground today. It was pretty awful weather all the way through the game, um, and I, I just I didn't know whether things were better on those sunny climbs and uh, and gorgeous beaches in uh, in, in Alberta uh, Calgary. Uh, um, but it doesn't seem to be that case. It's uh, Calgary, uh, um, Calgary is suffering a, a pretty crummy February as well i think
1: it's it's not too bad here i'll be honest but it's just you you get um you, you get a few days where it's just a bit cold like it becomes varying different shades of cold let's be honest here um it's not quite as bad as i don't think i mentioned we had a week in january where we, with the wind chill for about eight nine solid days it was minus 40 and it was just miserable oh. That was just... Cold. Too, too too cold. Intensely bitter and cold. So it hasn't been that bad. It's just there's not quite... I think I get a little bit sick of the snow. There's just so much of it, Mm. basically. It's just a big, you know, deluge of snow. And um, who knows when it's going to stop, really?
0: Yeah. Well, I was wondering with sort of these storm names so that's a pretty that's that's a new occurrence since you you left the uk that we now give every sort of major chunk of weather its own name
1: well, so and this is the really funny things so i don't take much pay much attention to kind of current affairs and especially how that kind of you know feeds into this uh weird personalization of storms wasn't there another storm with a beginning with a sea that's still having its like this uh, Dennis has come pretty quick after the, the senior
0: was the last one so, Kiara. Yeah, yes, um, or Kira um, that yeah. Pretty, you know, pretty hot on the heels is Dennis, but I, I sort of wondered how, how, so the naming is back and forth um, between the sexes and alphabetical. But within that, I don't know how the actual names get picked. You know, I would, it would be pretty embarrassing to die. Um, as a result of Storm Dennis, you wouldn't want that on your on your gravestone. It doesn't sound like a valiant way to go, does it? i was just wondering if they could just start
1: naming after R and B singers. I think that'd be quite nice. I think it just uh, <laughs> adds a nice little little feel to it. Really. So
0: f- to follow up, Kiara, who would you go for? Uh, we've got a, oh, we could have Emmett. Oh, uh, really I'd like. Well, maybe well,
1: maybe I'm moving this a little bit, but Derulo after Jason Derulo, yeah, possibly. Okay. Yeah, maybe we could expand to rappers and uh, have Easy for the for the for the oh, yeah. E
0: as well. With yeah, DeRuo, yeah. It's uh, not so not so much the wind whispers Mary. It's uh, the wind whispers Jason Tavareau. <laughs> <laughs> I think so. I
1: think that'd be a nice little kind of uh, I don't know when people's homes and lives are being torn asunder by a storm. I think you know it just adds a nice little nice little
0: cheeky dash of uh, salt to the proceedings. See, now, just looking at one of the news stories, Army called in as Storm Dennis batters the UK, and now it sort of just makes him makes Dennis sound like you know, just a bit of a wife-beater or something. Do you know what I mean? It's just... Mm. He's come home from the pub. He's angry. He's looking for vengeance wherever he can find it. <laughs> uh, right, anyway, as we're talking news, what a delightful, uh, maybe even professional segue into... Breaking hoo hoos. Breaking hoo hoos. And I believe you've got something, Luke, hot off the press. Exactly.
1: It's uh, real fresh and steaming hot off the press as well. Uh, so, news from the week is I serve uh, United oinks. I mean, oinks broke into beloved S6 and took a dump on a center circle. Um, I mean, I think they got confused because, I mean, me and you said we were excited for the debut of Trumpy Bum on the home <laughs> soil of Hillsborough. Uh, even though it's a confusion, I understand, I didn't think that they would follow through on that one. <laughs> and also I wondered as well, coming to this game, I wondered about, you know, the the pitch, uh, the kit, the uh, pitch man and what they would do. And maybe they shouldn't clean up as the most movement we've seen on the pitch this season.
0: Excellent. <laughs>
1: Uh, To sum up, though, I think the joke is on them, because we've seen enough shit on this pitch this season anyway.
0: (laughs) Just a spade spade at the end there, Um, yeah. Oh, um, this is the sort of awful little video going around on Twitter of uh, some filthy, dirty piggies doing... I (laughs) I didn't even know there
1: was... I I think I saw there was, um, you know, did they you know i've often wondered did they wipe afterwards
0: oh did
1: they uh did they do a little, I didn't see any paper. Uh, did they I didn't do a little just... kind of bum skid along the um oh, along the along the, you know did they say gracias after that one <laughs> uh, uh. i didn't even know there was some video and some media going around until I think it was me and you we were tagged uh, as part of our Friday oh, yeah. night stint delicious Friday night stint on love sport radio where we try and tell them that we love sports um <laughs> In our own creative ways, me, you, and Dan Fudge from the Wednesday Week. Um, for some reason I wasn't on last night for some uh, some something. Some reason I don't understand. But anyway, um, and we were tagged on that. Someone basically replied, and basically I didn't see that there was some some kind of uh, you know mobile phone shot video of yeah. said oiks living at large up in Hillsborough when they managed to uh, to break in.
0: And so on um, onto. Slightly more pleasant, but not that much more pleasant uh, news. We we had the midweek match with Luton, so part of our double uh, jaunt away from Hillsborough. Um, oh, did, so, how much of the match were you able to follow uh, on on Wednesday night away at Luton? Um, I actually kind of went back and watched
1: this because I thought with looking at the um, looking at the lineup, it was it was really just like we absolutely just lost our brains. And, um, kind of real callback to, uh, the classic Yos Kai. Uh, a way match at Millwall where Ross Wallace played the part of a false nine. Um, What is it by sometimes going to London on these big midweek trips to the big smoke that lets us uh, absolutely lose our marbles in terms of tactics? I mean, looking at a situation with playing a 3-5-2, playing three centre-backs, something I don't think I'm very keen on. We never seem to have the personnel to make wing-backs work, (coughs) but I certainly don't want to see Fando Forestier as a left wing-back. I think that's pretty... Pretty madness, pretty maddening, news, let's be honest. Yeah,
0: the news broke quite a, well, a little bit ahead of the the team news coming out, well, didn't it? It was uh, and sort of said, oh, I'm hearing word. So I, I can only presume somebody within the Wednesday camp was either so flabbergasted or so excited at the brilliant ruse they'd come up with um, that they couldn't wait to tell one of the local journos about the fact that we were going to be playing... <laughs> Three at the back with Fernando Forestieri deployed at left wing back. It was it it, it it's it, it's a formation and a, a team that just looked like it had been pulled out of nowhere. And then watching the team play, none it looked like nobody knew what they were supposed to be doing. Um, shown you know, pretty brilliantly, you know, a microcosm of how much of a car crash this was. Uh, within 15 seconds, we had conceded a penalty. And when you watch the, the 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 bit back, I mean, it is genuinely like the start of a game of FIFA, you know, in the old days when the players took a little while to sort of turn on at the start of the match. Um, mm. Because they just ran straight through the the gaping chasm between Tom Lee's and Dominic Iorfa and uh and then were were clipped over uh thankfully they didn't score it so we still had <laughs> we had some more time to find our feet but it was a It was a horror show, really. Mm, mm -hmm. And Uh, I
1: I really want to say that, you know, I've made the allusion to uh, Sheffield United at the beginning of this podcast. I don't really want to talk a great deal about them any further. But maybe they should uh, also in kind of, uh, you know, maybe they should look across the city to see some real trailblazers. I mean, they have overlapping centre-backs. We have over-cacking centre-backs. (laughs) <laughs> you know, center backs who seem to uh, kind of outdo each other and how shit they are basically uh, so uh, I, i'm really worried with the i don't want to see lees anywhere near a center back space unless we're rocking an injury right now i don't i didn't really understand that kind of mentality saying that i mean it it's going into the game and when i i, I kind of turned off all media and you know put the game on so I, I didn't really have any great expectations, you know, mm. didn't have the kind of outer influence. I thought from looking at the lineup, I thought it might just be crazy enough just to work. And <laughs> the, the funny thing I want to say is that actually some of the fluidity going forward, I thought was quite good in the first half.
0: There were bits, um, yeah.
1: And I mean, Kieran Lee looked like he got around, you know, the kind of midfield quite a bit. You know, we, we seemed a lot more dynamic, I would say, than I think I've seen in a while. But still, that, that overarching issue is it's both ends of the pitch. You know, the the first third, defensively, were not very good. Um, we've lost any kind of great nows and kind of composition at the back. Yeah. Which is worrying, and we don't have any composition up front. You know, we're, we're not looking to... That was the thing that hurt so much, is that we went to go attacking against a club who, you know, really in the doldrums and really doing incredibly poor in this championship season in Luton Town, and we... We couldn't even, you know, it's that analogy, the boxing analogy, you know, didn't lay a glove on him. Yeah, we, we didn't do that. We just we're not. And I, I don't know. This is the thing that kind of worries me is I, I wonder with like, what is Monk seeing on the training ground? Like, are the players doing that? I mean, that's the thing. Um, I remember like, so my my dad worked for the Sheffield Star and, and did some reporting on some Wednesday games in the late 70s, early 80s and d- did a number of things. At uh, the newspaper, and I, I think once he was interviewing someone like Laurie Madden in the early kind of eighties, Wednesday side. And basically made a comment about how I think my dad might have seen him in training or something like this and seen that he scored a couple and then you know Laurie Madden said something on the transit, yeah but everybody scores in training mm. and I, I don't know is Monk seeing stuff that looks promising you know on the training ground so that makes me think that that's not an issue and that's something that will replicate every game what is I, I don't understand any kind of attack I don't understand any game plan but attacking game plan is a big one because we haven't scored you you know this whole patch of what is it five from twenty seven or however many points it's it is been now desperate,
0: isn't it since since it's, Christmas, it's, really
1: it's been it's, it's been, been poor. Crazy. There's there's only like what has, has there been three goals we've scored in the league basically. Um, I, I think I'll, that's it, really,
0: brother. Because obviously I'm always conscious that um, people will will know and be shouting. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> so. Twenty sixth, we did score twice against Stoke. That was that was sort of one of the uh, those uh, matches where yes, we capitulated. Yes, we in did. The last Yeah, dying moments. Uh, so we scored. We last scored a goal at home against Cardiff. Uh, yes, that's the, the
1: uh, someone has said 29th of December. December. I think I've so seen this,
0: it, this year, that put or if, if you're prone to hyperbole, this decade we have not scored a. <laughs> 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 a league goal at Hillsborough. Um, so that, then it was a 1-0 loss uh, to Hull. 1-0. Uh, then, then we won two. Then you know, we won, beat Brighton, beat Leeds. 5-0 to to Blackburn. Uh, we we beat QPR 2-1. But that again, Kopp, Um yep. Lost 2-1 to Wigan. Mm-hmm. Drew 1-1. Uh, drew 0-0 with Millwall. Drew 1-1 with uh, Barnsley. Lost 1-0 to Luton. And then uh, that leads us up to today's game. But, um it's just i I kind of bring this up because i I
1: mean we're here and we're, do- we're doing this podcast it's um, something that we thought would be fun to do for our own personal <laughs> reasons we enjoy yes. the medium of the podcast I think like a lot of people you know we-, we got a really nice we have some really nice words from people so thank you to all our listeners who've yeah, uh, given given us feedback on uh, different mediums but uh, I know one person said um, one person <laughs> who commented recently on our Talk said you know I-, I love it I love all Wednesday content you know I can't get enough of it and I know what it's like to just be there with seemingly like a bright-eyed um kind of american child on a commercial for a cereal and it's a, a wednesday cereal and i'm just filling my bowl i'm having like five or six i'm just uh i'm just getting my years worth of sugar in one day i know what it's like to be there and just be like just get it into my veins just get this wednesday content into <laughs> me so I, I get it but it's just i don't know i think i've, I've often thought about like the fact that we Primarily doing this as because it should be entertaining. Yeah. But it's just been so far from entertainment right now.
0: I think, we're, we're, I, again, it probably leads in a little bit to today's game. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but we're, yes. we're entering the bit of being a fan of a football club that is my least favourite. I get very frustrated at this. I, I I'm starting to get that. I'm by no means calling for Monk's head, okay? But I am stuck. I'm starting to reach that point mentally where, you know, we have had more bad games and more wild swings that didn't work than we've had successes. And it's getting harder to see the the, the bright bit where it turns around and I'm getting less convinced that we're going to have that bright moment. You know, today w- was was as good a day as any to turn a corner. Um, yeah and yeah. we we did the opposite of turning the corner you know we barreled straight into you know whatever s- safety devices were there to stop people driving straight over the corner we 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 banged <laughs> over them at a canter um <laughs> and and buried ourselves in the wall uh, on the other side um <clears throat> it's just these this uh, so Barnsley was was just bizarre in terms of as you say just throwing attackers at it and mm. um not only did so in some ways you'd go oh we, if if that game had finished three all or something like that you'd kind of go oh well we kind of let too much go on at the back but at least we're doing stuff going forward and looting again you know if that if this was a back and f- knockabout kind of game where you lose by the odd goal out five or six um that's one thing, but we are, yeah, we're not laying a glove. We're putting all these. We're, we're sacrificing shape, um, tactics, mm. any modicum of defending, any semblance of a game plan to throw attackers at, at, at the situation, and it's not working. We're not looking dangerous or exciting. Um, we're just, we just look terrible at the back, and therefore frightened to do anything. Mm. Uh, so we're now on three successive games where we've kind of been in that in that mould. But you're right. I mean, at, at, at moments when we had the ball and we had the lion's share of possession, we had almost sixty percent of the ball against Luton. At times, things were moving around quite nicely and freely. Forestieri did not stay in that left fullback berth uh, or left wing-back berth. He 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 was charging around you know, doing his his busy thing, but very little to show for it. And every single time they came forward, your heart was in your mouth because it just felt like they could put a ball over the top or play string two... If they could string two passes together at any moment going forward, we were completely... Out of the game and just waiting for them to score. I mean, they had so they had the penalty. They had another two or three gilt-edged chances. Um, I can't remember. Was it was it Brown missed an absolute gaping sitter where where Lee's. Um, Lee's let Collins sort of pull off his shoulder and chest it down under no challenge whatsoever to the, to the middle of our penalty area where I author was about 10 feet behind where we should have, you know, behind his man. Um, and Brown somehow contrived to to, to miss uh, when literally everybody was just kind of. I think Dawson was doing that that bit of goalkeeping where you close your eyes and look the other way and hope that it sort of maybe bounces off your face. Luckily, um, so it just it was it was a horror show, really, really, really was. Mm. Um, the goal was conceded through ugh, defensive mistakes again. Um, i offer got caught in possession trying to overdo things and um they they were able to sort of walk around a, an overcommitted dawson and and uh effectively kind of play the ball into to an open net uh, as a result i offer takes a lot of the blame he need, should know that sometimes he needs to clear the ball again that's something that will come up in this game um but he was also put under terrible strain by by Berner with a with a really shoddy you know hospital ball back pass to him um, I it's tricky because wherever you look all over the pitch, I think maybe should should we start talking about today's game? Sure um, I mean I guess just to kind of conclude
1: Luton you know. Didn't look like scoring, even though we had this weird kind of formation. And yet, bizarrely, we only conceded one goal, which it looked like we could have we could have shipped two or three, like logistically. Yeah. And then I think that's maybe kind of like a strange antithesis to today's game, at home to Reading, because <sighs> I don't think Reading... Looked any great shakes to be honest with you anyway i don't know yeah
0: let's go on to talk about today it's just it's just they're so of a piece do you know what i mean it's a continuing saga of monk losing his mind um and (laughs) all of us as wednesday fans (laughs) being put through the ringer by it um so today's match there was there was more chopping and changing um I suppose the headline news is that, that Barry Bannon was was dropped um to the bench something some people have been calling for um I, I'm generally I, I'm I'm of the opinion that we should probably just Always be playing Bannon because uh, even a slightly poor Bannon is is pretty good compared to most other players. But mm. he's not been without his critics, and and I, I, I you know I'm not so myopic as to say that you know he's he's not made mistakes um, and and been part of the problem in recent games. So you know try something new. Unfortunately, that new, that something new was a combination of Kieran Lee and Joey Pelipessi in the middle, which. Um, You know, the clamour from the stands has been, you know, almost non-existent for such a combination. Um, (laughs) And lucky old uh, Urigide brought in from the cold to to play right back amidst this madness. Mm. And and as was Harris, uh, who's been out of teams uh, more often than he's been in recently. And uh, Liam Palmer was captain. So... A lot of interesting bits and pieces (laughs) to pick through. What did you make, you know, when you saw the the team for the first time?
1: I thought it was brave, but at this point it's just becoming how many countless, you know, repetitions and rolls of the dice can there be? You know, I I feel like we're, um, you know, I I think about uh, Calgary Institution as a uh, burger place called Peter's Drive-In, which the burgers and fries are terrible, I will say, but you can go effectively for a decent milkshake every time. And basically they say about how many combinations there are, you know, because you can mix and match the different kind of flavor shots they put in there and i just think we'll just keep trying we're trying something new every time in the vain desperate you know attempt and clutching at straws that something's going to work so it it just felt like another roll of the dice for me in that respect i don't see what the plan is it doesn't translate on the pitch whether there is a plan i don't know i don't know what we're doing we're not even looking to i don't even think we're looking to counter the opposition every week I'm beginning to wonder what the purpose of this um, this Ryan Needs gentleman who Gary Monks brought in to, you know, analyse the opposition.
0: Yeah, it's so strange to go from feeling that there was such a kind of guiding hand over, you know, planning performances and, and uh, the way we were going to work to beat teams to these last three games have just felt like speculative punts in terms of who's played where. <laughs> what the instructions have been. I mean, loot, the looting game in particular was, was wild because you could just see players talking to each other all the time with the kind, with the air of what on earth am I supposed to be doing? Are you supposed to be here? Is that your man? Is that my man? You know, it, it just felt like they'd kind of come up with it on the back of a fag packet five minutes before kickoff. It it, it, it was that shoddy. Mm.
1: Um,
0: I think today, as you say, it's, it's, it's bold they're coming up with um just to kind of use another serial analogy um in your uh, your now adopted homeland of Canada um the the makers of golden golden grahams came out with a new shape which was they now have diamond shaped golden grahams and um it's just the same golden graham but st- tipped to a different angle and apparently it did increase sales for a period of time you know it was it was quite a successful uh, advertising trick but but with this squad of players i mean essentially that's what we're doing you know we're, we're pivoting um. joey Pelupesi to um a slightly further forward position and trying to tell everyone he's a diamond um it's not working and <laughs> everyone can tell it's still joey Pelupesi. <laughs> but I, yeah, so today, I just think, I was. I
1: guess my kind of just thoughts, I'll just kind of go through personnel-wise. Yeah, so. Glad to see Lee's on the bench. I was surprised to see that we bench Wickham. I didn't know whether that was, because I felt like we would just, it looked like we are just going to play him every game. I wondered whether we just had a, um, you know, whether there was a... <laughs> A, a clause, a clause in the loan agreement, yeah. And I'm, I'm surprised that we're still sticking with both Fernando Forestieri and De Cruz essentially.
0: I think I think De Cruz has been the the standout sort of best prospect from the new guys since. Sure. S- s- I thought he was probably our best player against Barnsley, more or less. Um, and I thought he was. He just seems to get his head down and work pretty hard. He's fairly, yeah. I just I
1: didn't know why away at Luton midweek we decided that basically Forestieri went off at half time. I was kind of surprised by that decision. Mm. I'll be honest, I didn't I think, think it...
0: there's fitness issues though, isn't there? That you know, I think that's the other thing with Wickham. He's not played very much football, so yeah. how, many, how many sort of three game weeks is he going to be able to to play? Turn up every game for? Yeah. Whereas, the Cruz, I think, has been playing games, and and I, I do think it shows. He's match sharp and uh, seems to be pretty, seems to have ninety minutes in him, you know, at, at the drop of a hat, which is is a nice thing to get from a lone player. You don't always have it. I don't know where Windass is at in terms of how many games he was getting for for Wigan, but um, I think at the time he'd he'd fallen out with the manager, hadn't he? So yes. the chances yeah. are he probably wasn't playing very often. Frozen out in that respect, yeah. Yeah, um, and Forestieri obviously we we know has barely played any football for about a year. Mm, I don't know. Uh, I was glad to see I was glad to see Harris
1: back. I was glad to see Araujo. Yeah. You know, not uh, not gone into the wilderness. Um, yes. I'm still wondering now what happened to Adibajo after being in the wilderness, coming back, doing seemingly all right. Yeah and a left back berth which is kind of against this thing and then just being kind of discarded with and you know no news the interesting thing i want to say from this week in terms of breaking hoo who's i I don't know if we want to kind of backtrack a little bit here rich um there was something i remembered that we could kind of bring up let's cover it this is good it's fine let's just cover it now it's fine (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> there wasn't any press conferences this week. There weren't any press conferences this week. Right. Like, there wasn't one after before the Luton game. There wasn't one before this game. I don't know. I didn't hear. I haven't heard any news about that. No one seems to talk about it the message boards. Or I didn't hear anything from Domhausen on Twitter about that. It just seemed incredibly strange. I also wondered as well, there was a bit of a mini fury at the beginning of this week, because basically, I'm I'm often curious what it works with, Um, you know, you have the, you've got the pre-match interviews, you've got the post-match interviews, is there any of a press midweek? Because essentially at the beginning of this week, it came out that there were comments from Gary Monk, which I don't think were from the the post-match at Barnsley, to say that basically we shouldn't be looking to, you know, it's false for us to think that we have playoff aspirations within the squad and i don't know where this comment came from so i don't know if you know consistently members of the press are on the phone you know to chat to to managers and players midweek it's out of the press times or whether there's actually stuff that actually did come up at the post-match which they put to one side to kind of you know spindle out a mini story on i don't know where it came from and it's really confusing me um And I wondered, I really hoped that prior to this, that maybe Gary Monk was doing this kind of opportunity to kind of take some of the heat and the pressure off the players. Yeah. And I thought, oh, okay, like it it angered a lot of people because still, you know, I mean, hell, I mean, this is an expense, you know, an incredibly expensive bit of bread and circus for a lot of fans.
0: Yeah, especially when... when it's t- season ticket deadline <laughs> or no, the, all the, all the early bird uh, season ticket deadline, it was it was uh, it was peculiar timing for those comments to come out. But um, yeah, you're sort of wondering whether it was a an attempt at a Mourinho uh, you know shield,
1: and he, shield. he seemed to have kind of retracted into basically saying put the blame on me. Yeah. So I I feel recently in terms of even though I say look this isn't good enough, he's not explicitly called anyone out, which I'm happy with, but a lot of it's gone back to him, but I haven't seen any change. I haven't seen in the you know the players repaying any of the faith he's put in them or any gratitude from a stay of execution to not drag oh. their names
0: across the press. Yeah, well that that's the sort of strange thing, you know. We had this big, you know, tear down post-Blackburn defeat. Uh we didn't see a response against Millwall. There's clearly now players who are, you know, persona non grata. They they've dropped out of the the. the uh the possible pool to pick, um, so he's kind of created an us and them. But it does increasingly feel like he's there's not many folks on the uh, on the them side, you know, with standing at, with Gary Monk willing to willing to to fight for him because mm. we're not seeing fighting performances. But then I don't think Monk is helping himself. The way that we have set up to play these last three games has not helped uh, anybody. Mm. So. I don't. I just don't know because I don't think. So to, to take today's game, and this seems a strange thing to say, but it, it might be the best we've played since the Leeds game. Yeah. Well, I think players are trying, and even with ten men, they were try, they they were really trying pretty hard. And po- potentially, you could argue that 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 Murphy once again kind of had one of his one of his best games for us. In this odd cameo as a right wing back. He looked really frightening and dangerous and was whipping balls in. Um so it's not it's not sort of lack of endeavour, but mm. but then the way that we're setting up to play, we're all we're we kind of lost before we start because how was that midfield ever going to work? Because mm. what happened was Joey Pelopesi ran around a bit and Kieran Lee did absolute the square root of absolutely nothing. Mm. <laughs> And then they brought we brought Bannon on, which was obviously going to happen. Uh, well, and, this then... is,
1: and this is the thing to kind of concede and kind of go back against. You make a brave decision in in basically saying bench bannon, not we're not playing Bannon. But then you also you, you make the ultimate concession that it's not working without him. Yeah. like I don't I'd, I'd rather it stood by his conviction and just leave Bannon off it and try and make it work. because I, I think we do need a plan B without Bannon. Even though the plan A, well, mainly because the plan A with Bannon hasn't been working recently.
0: But yeah, but uh, I don't. Is that Bannon's fault? No, but no, because of Bannon. I don't think Bannon's trying any less hard. In fact weirdly bannon is one of these players when we are playing the worst we are playing generally the more bannon is trying to do because he's desperate to get the ball and have an effect on things uh so you could sort of argue oh taking him out is a way to kind of just save him from himself but this too with Pelupessi is awful and it's been a mainstay now it's not worked once, and it's become our kind of go-to two in the middle.
1: I don't know why we're still persisting with Pelopessi though.
0: Well, but who else? Well, this we're is a problem.
1: No one else is. Hutchinson's apparently no longer a thing. Um, Luongo's, who knows when Luongo's going to be back. It, it feels like he's talked about in a mentality of, oh, it's game to game, but it no, it doesn't look that way. I mean, a similar thing with Morgan Fox. Where is Morgan Fox? I thought
0: he was close last Fox, week. Fox nearly made it for today's game, but we'll see. That will help a lot. Having Fox back will help a lot. But I just... It's so... The thing is, most people would say Bannon works better in a three, and most of our best performances have generally been a three in, in midfield. Two... Whether it's because we we feel the need to play these players, whether it's desperation, whether it's whatever um, the need for a change, what we are doing is playing far more attacking players. And giving up the middle of the pitch. Because there's no way Pelopesi and, and Bannon can compete. Both of them having their best games will still never be able to compete with most teams playing four yeah. or five players in the middle. They're always going to get swamped. Bannon's always going to struggle to find room. It's just... It's a fetter complete. So, <laughs> so... I just don't know what we're uh, what we're expecting to happen. We're expecting some weird miracle to happen, but we keep this like, is the same mistake three times.
1: I know, and, but I I feel uh, the thing that kind of worries me is I think basically it feels like the the management and the playing staff are basically kind of doing the same thing that we're doing in the stands. Uh, I made a note that, you know, because it's just been so dull and boring and we've forgotten to score goals. I mean, that's your that's kind of like your building block of entertainment for football is scoring Mm. goals. Really? I'm not, you know, it's nice, but I'm not I'm not, you know, I'm not spaffing myself when we keep a clean sheet, Rich. (laughs)
0: no.
1: You know, it's about scoring goals. I thought like, you know, you win by scoring more goals. How are we going to do that? You know, and I, you know, I've made a note basically saying that like, like you, I, I think I'm just hoping right now during this this awful, you know, barren spell of absolute dreck, um, you know, I'm hoping for some strange resp- respite from this mediocrity. And I'm wondering in this winter whether uh, maybe Jordan Rhodes can do another Groundhog Day like appearance raise his wee little head from his hovel, blink a few times before somersaulting out to crack in a perfect hat-trick. And then he will, like <laughs> King Arthur, sleep beneath the earth like a hibernating sloth until Wednesday need him once more, which is every week. Um, <laughs> cool. I, just, I, I just want some entertainment. I want a break from this. I was hoping really for a win today, you know. Like, yeah. if it went in off someone's backside, you know, that whole kind of platitude. Um, but I, I just wanted a reminder of that can this team score goals? And we don't look anywhere near doing that, any game, and nothing looks to change.
0: I, this is where I'm talking about where, with Monk, I am starting to lose any hope that he's going to be the guy to turn it around exactly exactly. whether it's a combination of um, you know factors beyond his control so we've talked we talked in previous weeks how we've got a big chunk of this squad who their contracts are up at the end of the season and if they if some of them have had intimations or been told that they're not going to get a new contract well maybe they've downed tools already you know maybe they're not putting in the effort that you want yeah but it's such a significant part of the squad that we have to keep playing some of those players so that's one factor that might be at at play and nothing to do with monk um we've also had these sort of falling fallings out with senior pros um how how many people are in that group we don't know but there's we 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 seem it seems fairly clear that Sam Hutchinson is one of those it seems obvious that um Kieran Westwood is one of those it may well be that um Rhodes is one of those because he's not been in a squad since the Blackburn teardown mm. uh, post match press conference sure so it but that's you know you're stacking so if you're adding the players that with he's fallen out with to the players that maybe can't be bothered anymore you're probably talking about two-thirds of the squad there's there's not that many players that are on well that's time. it i mean we've we talked about and um i i do want to revisit this so
1: just to kind of uh, you know break cafeby and uh you know <laughs> lift back the curtain to let the the listeners at home kind of look into kind of our working process Rich has proposed a a um, a piece which is basically goodies and baddies um but the thing I kind of want to say about that, Rich, is I agree with it. I mean, it's interesting. It's interesting to kind of hypothesize. But who is a goodie?
0: Oh, I know. Well, I would have said Bannon no one... is clearly one of his, his boys. I think I offer is one of his boys. Palmer. We know Morgan Fox is. He's vociferously said. Well, how, Fox Morgan is very how, much one of his boys. How, yes. Yeah, how uh, wonderful, how wonderful Fox is. But beyond that, it's a bit hard to tell.
1: <laughs> it's a bit of a, it, you know, we definitely know, like, like, uh, you know, for Gary Monk, we definitely know who Leo DiCaprio is, but I don't know who Leo DiCaprio's uh, group of um, Playboy, Playboy. Uh, <laughs> You know, Playboy bunches. So I don't know who the don't know who these people are. I don't know who these mysterious Reservoir Dogs like, uh, you know, good boys, goodies that we have in the, the squad because no one's covering themselves with any modicum of glory, or anyone doesn't really ever show any great mentality that makes me think that these are people that you want. Constantly in the team.
0: Yeah. So to go back to your point about entertainment, laughably. Um, <laughs> you're right. I mean, as fans, we want entertainment. We obviously want to win games of football. Um, if we're winning games of football, I think most fans will sacrifice some level of the entertainment for a, a kind of functional team that is picking up results. And and the I think at best during Monk's tenure that's what that's where we've been you know the, the best days weren't wonderful football matches by and large but it was more often than not just being that little bit better than the opposition and and riding it out till till the end of the game we'll put up with that <laughs> it's it's absolutely fine but I think what's so hard about this is it, it just doesn't you know, there was so much talk about building the blocks. Oh, I'll, I'll sort. I sort out the defence first, and then then I talk more about attacking. And and it was even in numbers of weeks. It, it, it was talked about when he first came in. You know, oh, we've had more time to work on shape and things. And we certainly used to hold a great shape. It just seems to have all fallen apart, and I, I, I don't know whether that is a you know, monk is 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 losing things in terms of you know losing the dressing room losing the support of the players and therefore not getting the performances he needs or i just don't i i just can't figure out what the what the the hope is what the plan is as you said there's been nothing really to build on from Mm. these these three games. you know harris had a cameo did okay so harris gets a start he did he didn't do anything wrong today but he didn't exactly shine does harris get to keep his place um Erigide obviously got sent off so that means that we look we're looking for another solution at right back does that mean we go back to i and lee's even though that that you know i lee's born even though that's not worked it's just it would be, it would sort of feel okay if we were... T- today would have been fine. And the Millwall result in and of itself, a, a couple of weeks ago, is fine as a building block. You know, a nil nil at home, but we kind of get our pride back. There's a bit of identity to the way we play, and we can take that into the next game. I can get along with the sense of that. I'm I'm you. Know, I can think long term enough to look past each individual game as long as there's a a wider picture but the wider picture just doesn't seem to be anywhere at Mm. this point in time that's what's hard to i think that's what's making people especially frustrated i mean the performances are are you know dire at the moment um although today weirdly as we touched on weirdly in some ways a better game so it, when we talk about that being a better game for us what 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 for you were the things that sort of looked a bit brighter and a bit better today um this seemed a
1: bit more we started with a real tempo
0: mm. or
1: like for for a Gary Monk Sheffield Wednesday first half performance this was uh this was a real uh barnstormer in terms of <laughs> in that kind of context <laughs> We looked like we actually wanted to kind of go out and kind of move the ball around and kind of and have a bit of pep in our step. It, you know, it wasn't, it, you know, it still wasn't. It wouldn't make, you know, it wouldn't make a DVD that you'd put in the club shop. But uh,
0: <laughs> I don't know. There's a lot of stuff in that club shop. <laughs> <laughs> put it next to Dave Jones's autobiography. <laughs> actually, they could both have the same title. No smoke, no smoke, and no fire. No fire. <laughs>
1: I was just thinking now oh, I could work that one in as well. <laughs> so Yeah, I know that it was a good pace and tempo. It, it, like I said, it wasn't scintillating. I think that's the thing that just made it all the more like it, it felt like it still felt like it had a lot of that shape, though. Like mm. I think there was a fair amount of shape today. And the thing that was just it was just heartbreaking was that you know the twenty-one minute mark we conceded a goal, and it really just came out of nowhere for Reading. It was a very slick and lovely through ball, and was it Mater, who was a player who kind of you know was the pacey player who could
0: kind yeah. of run onto it. And a pretty solid you know, step over from Pushkas as well. I think like that his um, his sort of faint really sold the through ball and, uh, and and opened up the space. But I don't know. It, it didn't seem. Reading
1: seemed like a very average team full of players who are seem a bit more athletic than we were. Yeah. But again, just another kind of middling, average championship side, and just just heartbreaking again for the final result. And especially at that point in the game that, you know, they're a team who are a goal better than us at that point. Yeah. You know, another middling collection of championship second tier players who, you know, are getting paid fairly, fairly decent wages.
0: And um, so to, in terms of the incidents, um, their goal was really the first significant thing. But we we did have a, a chance or two before they got their chance that, you know, the, the, the chance they took. Yeah. Mm. Uh, there was the lovely Harris's lovely sort of. It sort of looked like a shot rather than a cross. You sort of made he took a, a left-footed shot uh, at, on the angle, um, and Cruz was was in close attendance, but not quite close enough to to uh, touch home the uh, the deflection from the goalkeeper. Um, there was also a really lovely ball in from Palmer, but I, I can't
1: yeah.
0: recall whether that was before or after their goal. Um,
1: that was after. Yeah,
0: Yeah, but Nuiu and Cruz were the wrong way around. You wanted the height of Nuiu in the middle and the the pace of Cruz on the far post because it it went over Cruz's head and passed Nuiu too fast for him to move. (laughs) Whereas the other way around, you may well have had a header from Nuiu and then Cruz could have gobbled up the rebound. Uh, He he does look a touch gun-shy for me, Cruz uh that's that's my generally i've been quite impressed with him overall but there was a couple of opportunities where i thought really if he'd sort of driven on he could have could have probably set up a chance to shoot for himself and he, he picked other options um which were less successful so uh, that's something i'm sort of i'm keeping an eye on it luke just so you know you know i'm keeping okay. track of of um whether or not that crush is uh is a bit gun shy <laughs> But for the first half As you say Fairly bright But not not too many incidents We didn't have We didn't really have Any shots to speak of Other than that That Harris cross shot um anything else you sort of picked out between the first minute and uh and half time
1: no i think this um you know as much as uh you know try and have some fun doing this podcast it was pretty really pretty painful today and i'm really hoping that my you know i didn't really make much notes it wasn't really much to write home about it was Fair a pretty enough. awful awful terrible game and do you I'm, think, I'm
0: depressed do you think Dawson should have done better with the first goal or do you think it was just a good finish
1: um, I think there was so many stuff in the beginning stuff that kind of took everything out of it but I am curious actually what did, did you think he should have done better because I, I was wondering about that but it's not been something I've gone back and seen it like numerous times
0: uh, I I just think he's a little bit he's a little bit slow to react and uh, just as, he seems to be too slow to get down to it really mm. but it was a good, smart finish. It was a good, it was a really good run from uh, Miete, or, or however you, however you pronounce his name. Uh, yes. What an absolute unit, by the way, flipping heck for uh. a winger, he is a monster. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he ghosted in. <laughs> he uh, he he ran between Burner and uh, and Palmer and and had had the reign of the box when that through ball came through. Uh, so. Berner I think is another one of these players uh, who if we had an alternative I'd want to give Berner a rest for a week or two mm. but you could kind of do that all over the pitch unfortunately I, I don't think the alternative is 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 Lee's and I offer but uh, he just I don't know he just seems to be in the wrong place a lot of times and uh, he's making some significant errors it's between him and I who was at fault for that that Luton goal but I don't think he he should be playing that ball back in that situation either way uh right so then in terms of so half time we 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 took off Joey Pelipesi and played Bannon so the big statement of dropping Barry Bannon lasted until the first realistic opportunity to uh put mm-hmm. Barry back on um how did you think the kind of three up top worked uh, Harris sort of generally stuck to his lane and played played on the left but I I mean I
1: don't know because I mean I'm looking at this again and I again the problem we had was you know in similar fashion to you know the Blackburn game suddenly were you know we also went down to 10 players as well so I I kind of want to say that I don't think I can call how the formation worked because it all changed Azazi Azazi going off
0: so that happened pretty early on in the second half um There's there's no real qualms. The referee had an odd game. um, Mm. was, Was thoroughly booed off, but he can't. There's nothing in the rules that sort of makes allowances for the fact that someone is young. So his first yellow card is clear as day. He held down. You know, he's down on the ground and he held back the player that had left him down on the ground uh, to stop him progressing. So it's a yellow card. It's a cynical professional foul. The second one was a horrible tackle. Um, Mm. Not quite worthy of a red on its own, but some refs, I've seen refs give red cards for tackles that kind of egregious because was just angry that he'd been beaten and and went through the player uh he stayed on his feet so it's, it wasn't like a kind of two-footed lunge or anything but he certainly hacked him down with intent and uh, sometimes that can get you in trouble on its own uh but from his point of view it's just naivety isn't it he, he shouldn't be making that tackle when he's already on the yellow he opens up the opportunity for the ref to make a big decision and he ended up getting sent off and uh, and then he also. That's kind of the game to, gone, isn't it? So yeah, gone. well,
1: that's the point. It's just, a, again, it's just um, similar to, you know, the. Uh, well, that was the last time we saw uh, Luongo, wasn't it? Because <laughs> Luongo yeah. was sent off and then that was rescinded. But then by that point, Luongo was injured. Um, so, but a similar mentality to that Blackburn game is is what can you really honestly do in terms of formation with kind of 10 players? And I mean, I, we didn't. I thought it was interesting. I wondered whether we were just going to just, at that point, just kind of look to kind of restore the four at the back by taking someone off. And then.
0: Yeah, interestingly, we did sort of rush right back, didn't we, for about five minutes? You know, Mm -hmm. whoever was closest was right back. So Cruz. Was right back for a little while. Um, Kieran Lee dropped in there. I think Barry Bannon even played there for a little while. It was, um, it, was it was really quite strange to see. Uh, we certainly sent Tom Lee's off to to warm up. He was he was warming up pretty hard. Uh, but the decision was then made to bring on Jacob Murphy instead. So Cruze, uh came off. Murphy came on and effectively kind of played that played right wing back. Uh, pretty That's, consistently stayed out there and and did a job
1: yeah I, I don't know I'm just having a lot of occasions where I mean right. even during the best of times when we have 11 players on the pitch and it's a standard i'm I can't really work out a lot of the time who's playing where I'll be honest with you <laughs> just to, just to kind of just to kind of be crass with this one rich yeah so. I I didn't really I don't know is, is it if it's kind of effective then who really cares if you know yeah the fan in the crowd really knows what's going on but I just I don't see right now I don't I don't have any great faith that the players have a great idea of
0: who's playing. No. You, to be honest with you. I was actually, <laughs> for what it's worth, I was really pleasantly surprised at how well Murphy did at, at, at right wing back. He put in a couple of real crunching tackles. I think Ajara had a much harder time against Murphy than he had against Uruguide. Uh, and Murphy was getting forward, he seemed to beat his fullback with, with real ease a couple of times, played some cracking balls in, uh, there was one that produced a chance for Wickham, he, he I don't know whether he should have done better with it or not, it, it was well blocked. Um, I mean, obviously, um. we were playing against Man Mountain, uh, you know, former, formerly of this parish, my, Michael Morrison, the hard man himself. Uh, so, you know, tough, tough, uh, tough route for those, uh, those strikers today. <laughs> I, so I thought I was, yeah, weirdly surprised how he did. And we oddly had kind of our brightest bit of the game uh, immediately after that sending off. That's when we we made a couple of chances. Um we then switched Atty Nuiu for, for Connor Wickham uh, and speaks volumes, I think, of where Connor Wickham is in terms of his fitness. I think we lost our platform to play for mm. the pitch when Wickham came on. Uh, Atty, I, I don't think he had a brilliant game. I don't think it was one of his better games. Uh, he, he looked particularly sort of ponderous and slow at times, but... He does buy us kind of 20 yards into their half as a kind of base camp to to build play from. And we lost that when he came on and Wickham was coming very, very deep, sometimes into our own half to try and get the ball, which I appreciate. You know, that's a, it's something that Wayne Rooney did. Um, it's a it's showing desire in a way, but it doesn't help us get forward because there's no out ball, particularly when we've only got 10 men and hmm. just from that point on really just seemed to invite pressure on ourselves and we were just well that's the, they they picked up their second goal um and uh that, well that was that was game over really from that point on
1: what did you think about the uh the second reading goal which uh was probably i don't know was it the most heartbreaking all of them i don't know it was pretty
0: close it that's a rubbish, rubbish goal. So I'm just watching it back to remind myself.
1: <laughs> I actually had that one kind of etched in my memory. It was pretty, uh, it was a pretty poor kind of defending and through to just the, the last touch or lack of touch from, you know, Dawson was pretty horrific. Just
0: watched it bobble over his right foot, Dawson. Awful.
1: Well, he got a hand to it, didn't he? Wasn't it a hand, and then it just kind of like it just slipped off his palm, pretty much. I'm gonna
0: I'm gonna verify. I've got my rod. I've got my <laughs> not my Roger Stone. <laughs> I've Got my Oliver Stone. I've got my angles. Yeah, I think you might be right. I think it t- maybe touched his glove, but it's pathetic. It's pathetic goalkeeping. Cover it really it. is. You it are not really good enough to let it wander by. Cover it. Get. Get your body over it, get some hands on it, stop it going in. You're useless, numpty. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) I just, you know, when you see keepers that do like the big arms when it's going past and stuff, and it's like, yeah, maybe just be there. What if it curls in? Just be there. Yeah. (laughs) Nobody's giving you prizes for style. just watched it go in it's dreadful dreadful goalkeeping it's bad defending it's uh it's lucky (laughs) but that is one where as a goalkeeper you've got it in your power to to turn that round just by just being a basic goalkeeper stop just putting your hand on it there's no need to do a big show and watch it go by the post because the chances are something like that will happen Mm mm-hmm yeah, really, really frustrating nonsense. That that goal, mm-hmm. uh, lack of lack of pressure following up the, the clearance, and uh, it, it reminds me, it reminded me a little bit. Do you remember uh, what one of uh, Alex Lopez's very few goals? I think he scored towards the end of like a four-two game, and it was a short corner routine that kind of didn't work very well. It was two or three passes and they were all a bit harried and rubbish. And it was the ball was played to him in not very much space. But he just kinda of poked it through and just the fact that he got it through the crowd of players was enough. There wasn't even a crowd of players. Anyway. anyway Mm. that was closely followed by Dawson having one of his better moments uh he he did make a very good save there's this bizarre incident where Palmer passed it across the front of our his own penalty box blind to uh their number 14 or number 17 uh putting in Mm. one-on-one Dawson and Dawson did get down well got a foot to it you know David De Gea-esque uh Mm. outstretched uh, base of his foot. Uh, so that was you know that was a good moment for him. He did well, bailed out the captain. It was a Jara that yeah had that chance so <clears throat> and then another defensive calamity uh, I offer look to control a very easy <laughs> ball into the box, <clears throat> kick you know kick his first touch to control it took it about seven or eight feet away from him which meant that his second touch was a tackle, and it was a bad tackle. He went through the the, the clever Reading player and gave away a utterly, utterly needless penalty, which, mm-hmm. was, which was slotted away by Sam Baldock. Oh, all round, just... As you say, in some respects, you go down to 10 men, you, it's a hiding to nothing. You know, the best you can hope for is clinging on, and we didn't have anything to cling on to. So to to an extent you can go that's the sliding doors moment in this match and everything <laughs> after it doesn't doesn't count. But
1: And then these, future future like um <laughs> much like the star of sliding doors, Gwyneth Paltrow do you think we'll put out a candle that smells like this game in the future?
0: I sincerely hope so. That shelf that shelf next to the highlights from uh this game and Luton attacking wise, <laughs> uh Dave Jones's is- <laughs> <laughs> oh, in fact i think if we made it um a reed diffuser rather than a candle we could call the whole shelf no smoke no fire excellent i'm really
1: looking forward to that that's i think we can um i think that's the real alchemy that we can get out of this you know this poor <laughs> performance this is what we get from this no smoke no fire
0: corner <laughs> oh dear <laughs> so d- i I, is this the sort of game where it's not really worth doing player ratings or? Uh...
1: So I was thinking about this when doing it because I wasn't really taking much notes, I was trying to kind of take in and kind of look and to see any kind of great positives or any great entertainment. And it was really just bereft of all of those. There was there was really, um, it's, it's really been like a kind of potato famine of a game, I kind of want to say. Yeah. Um, <laughs> really just just nothing, nothing in the fields and this is really severely causing um, you know um, great loss and uh, loss of life across a nation the nation. it's pretty 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 poor all around. So I was wondering in terms of that because everyone was seemingly kind of poor initially I just kind of wanted to give everyone a six out of ten. um I'm wondering if everyone's like a five in this game. Yeah. Yeah, and maybe I'm good. going to give Dawson a four just to to yeah. make a point again. I just I I don't understand why this player has been crowned, you know, has been named kind of the crown jewels of the football club and given like a longer contract than anyone else here
0: that, that that four year deal has um oh it's soured in my mouth luke it is soured in my mouth um and i <laughs> i don't really kind of understand
1: i don't understand if anyone does anybody naturally think he's a really good goalkeeper because I'm, I'm beginning to i don't really know I don't see but anything he's with
0: us now until he's 28 years old.
1: Yeah. But I don't understand. Like, it, it, you know, interestingly enough, you know, you, you know, we've been on the radio show, the lost sport radio show. And the, the host is a guy called Matt Beadle, who I think is, said in one of his recent ones that kind of decreed him to be a good goalkeeper. But I I don't I don't understand what people are seeing. I don't understand why we're still persisting with him, oh, because West was terrible and West was done this. But I'm generally wondering like you know, like I was saying in a previous podcast, you know, it's the Paul Heffernan effect. Can we Can we can we can we start Joe Wildsmith?
0: It can't be that much worse, surely. Surely we we are surely getting to the point where we have to give it a try, and maybe the uh, the sort of <laughs> all game. By the way, they were promoting the the Man City Cup tie with a kind, you know, the the uh, <laughs> you know a suggested air of if you like seeing us get humped by Reading, wait till you see us play the champions of England. Uh, mm. Sign up and pay twenty five pounds to just have them slap it up us for for <clears throat> ninety four minutes of your finest batterings. Uh, that might be the chance to give Wildsmith a, a little window, you know, a little uh, you know, a little crack in the door and uh, a, an opportunity to seize. I, I do think, as uh, we sort of touched on, all over the pitch we are playing it's full of players who we'd like to play somebody else but there's not really somebody else and Dawson is in that favored position at this point because yeah if 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 Westwood was doing better than Dawson and Dawson was doing better than Wildsmith when they were all competing earlier in the season how bad must Wildsmith be (laughs) that's the only question i don't know but this is the problem we're getting to and i think you know
1: i i hate saying this but i don't i right now i don't feel like i have any faith in gary monk to make that decision
0: no no
1: so why not why not just just play i i feel hilariously we're becoming like it's becoming it's so bad right now i feel like this is all becoming like inverse yos lucai which basically...
0: The parallels like, are coming thick and fast.
1: I just wonder, we may as well just play some kids. Like, I'm going to be honest. Like, I don't have any faith in any of the professional, established uh, professional, established football players to do anything of any merit. So, sorry, oh, but I'm just thinking, I just yeah. feel like reminding of those times under Yos Lukai where, you know, we found out the kids were moderately okay. <laughs>
0: The, the the flip side to that argument is that this is you know the atmosphere at Hillsborough is poisonous. This is not a good time to be a young player, you know, blooding youngsters because everything is dreadful. The mood has turned very sour. Uh, it's not a great time to shove a young player in and kind of say you know make the best of it, Sonny Jim. But <laughs> but I, I do I do think if 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 Westwood is, you know, gone, banished... um, And I think he was dropped for for footballing reasons. uh, There seems to be a weird... People seem to have forgotten just how bad Westwood was before he he lost his shirt to Dawson. Mm -hmm. People seem to be equating that with the the personality issues that have now come up. For me, they are two distinct things. Westwood was more than bad enough to have lost his shirt on merit. Mm -hmm. He was making clangers every game. The problem now is... Dawson has joined him. Dawson is making those exact same game costing errors every single match. Yes. So we either put Westwood back in, or we, or we, or we turn to Wildsmith. We need to, we need a shake up again there. I think one thing I will say though, this is there's a there's a domino effect of of forsaking the midfield. Now Monk Monk likes, to, you know, even the good games. We have had times where we have rolled the dice on that midfield. So we go under strength in midfield. We we know we'll be outnumbered, but the game we have, we've played and and when when things were successful, the game we we were winning was we will outnumber them on the flanks and we'll make chances uh, and our defense will hold up. Mm. We are continuing to play that gamble with a, with a, a, a significantly worse midfield. The moment you take... We, 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 we've gone back and forth with Hutchinson, but the moment you take Hutchinson out in a two, you lose an awful lot. Every other player other than Luongo you're starting lesser than you 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 would be with with Hutchinson in that position so we're playing a two that's not a particularly good two they are getting completely swamped and overwhelmed that means that the defense is exposed they're making loads more mistakes than they were making remember this was a team that was picking up clean sheets pretty regularly until fairly recently uh but when the midfield goes, the the, the defence is, is is exposed. It's wide open. And when the defence are making mistakes, the goalkeeper's got loads to do. So Dawson is in a position where he might make two or three really good saves, but the opposition are going to have another two or three chances on top of that, where the, the, just in terms of odds, they are going to pick up goals. He's going to make more mistakes because he's been asked to do more. Uh, it's all... So individual players are making headaches and problems for themselves. But I would argue at this point in time, Monk as the manager is making headaches for everybody. Because this these th- last three teams were never, ever going to win the matches. It would have been a complete fluke if they'd won. And in some ways, it would have actually been worse for us in the long run if any of these three nonsense teams that he put out had worked. Because that would have been, oh, well, it worked once, we'll keep doing it the benefit of this is they've all been howling failures and he needs to come up with something that actually is sensible and works mm-hmm. or or he has to go. That's the position we're in. Yeah. It's uh it's another bleak one guys. Um, <laughs> but it, that's where we're at. We've got Birmingham uh, on the, on the 22nd. So we, we've got a week to prepare for Birmingham away. Monk will want to put in a good show. That's, those are his Former employers, he's got, uh, there's bad blood with his, uh, (laughs) with their current manager, his former assistant. (sighs) I'm hoping he can pull something out because this is, it's getting desperate times, really is. Yeah. Have I completely depressed you into a... I'm depressed enough as it is, Rich. I don't think there's anything
1: that's going to kind of lift me or kind of make me say anything that's uh, remotely or markedly positive. It's a bad Bad, bad, bad period. But I just don't know. I just I don't think I don't know. I don't think we're actually working that hard to get out of this. No. I don't think we're working hard at the I, I think it's just needless, endless industry without any great direction. That's what I feel like.
0: Yeah. I it's craft without working. guile.
1: Yes. Yes, exactly. It's just needless, basically. It's not, you know, energy spent in the right direction. Lovely.
0: Have you seen any good films recently, Luke? <laughs>
1: No, but I wanted to try and make some, because I was thinking we haven't got a, uh, I don't know if we've really had like a nice little fun little title for this episode. Um, So I've I've just been thinking recently just how much uh, regarding regarding Wednesday that uh, I love the word dreck. Drek is a great word. Drek is such a fantastic word to kind of explain what's going on. And maybe in this kind of uh, mentality, we could look at the uh, the Shrek franchise. So maybe this is uh, Drek the Turd. <laughs>
0: Very good. Oh, well, there we go. Onwards and upwards. Things can only get better, surely. Maybe
1: like the recent Oscar winner, there is a uh, a parasite in the the squad. Maybe that's what's kind of causing the... (laughs) Like, uh, yeah...
0: As I say, I do think there's there's some structural things <laughs> that Gary Monk <laughs> could really help with. This is this is some of these are not rocket science. Some of these are not to do with talent or graft or any of that. Some of these things are self-inflicted, and I just think the more the more emphasis you put on attack with that front four, the more exposed your fullbacks, your defenders are going to be. This is basic basic stuff. If yep. Forestieri is playing on the wing, that his fullback will have to work harder because Forestieri will not play on that wing. He will not defend very much. I know Forestieri does tackle. He doesn't defend. <laughs> They're slightly different things. It's all about positioning. Um, so he's not. There's no shielding. There's no help for your man. De Cruz, similarly, kind of works hard going backwards, but he doesn't help his defender. It's it's So you've got... These are choices that are being made. When you play a player that does not s- stick to his guns defensively up front, uh, there's knock-on effects we're just not seeing any of the positives of it we're supposed to be bowled over by the opposition is supposed to be bowled over by all of our attacking merit it's not happening so that's that's where it, it's all falling mm. down but in the in the failure of that we could get the uh, we could get the basics right and then maybe be all maybe be like back to sort of eking out games 1-0 which feel like the sunlit uplands uh, the glory days of, of 2019 I guess the interesting thing I think about is the fact that like we
1: talk a lot it talks a lot about football because it's a you know working class sport and it's the bread and circus of you know the kind of English every man and every man every man around the world basically we talk about and the people who watch it how um pastimes and they have jobs and then you kind of talk about how you know you kind of people kind of compare it to their workplace which maybe is a bit of anomaly but the thing i want to kind of say in that aspect is how often do people in their jobs and in their professional lives have to say that things are going so badly that they have to kind of turn around and look at things and say let's get back to the basics let's let's remind ourselves how we do this in the first
0: place well it tends to only happen after huge mistakes or things crumbling down and huge mistakes are happening every game every game on wednesday so yeah i think i think there's things we can do to help ourselves i think there's there's certainly room to, to fix things i just I need Monk to now convince me that he's the guy to do it and do it and convince me fast. Because at the moment, I, I am rapidly, more than anything else, well, I am rapidly losing faith in, in Gary sure,
1: Monk. Sure, sure. And then, but I mean, a, a similar mentality as well. I would have thought from what we were kind of sold, you know, when we pick up the, uh, the Gary Monk brand of uh, cornflakes
0: from the yes. shelf.
1: What it should say it does on the box and what the branding and what the uh, the advertisements kind of told us is that Gary Monk is the person who kind of gets you out of these kind of situations, not the person who puts you in these situations, which it seems like that's what has happened right
0: now. Well, Presumably he's never really had this before. Which surprises me. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. It seems so inevitable. Uh... <laughs> uh, well, yeah. Well, in absence of... Uh... Of, of, of your film recommendation I would I would say that folks should go see Jojo Rabbit if that's still in cinemas after the Jojo film. Rabbit is an absolutely
1: fantastic film and, It's a real uh, I a film I saw last year here in Canada and I just absolutely adored it and uh, I found it very affecting I was a little bit upset that uh, Scott Johansson didn't win the best supporting actress um, for Jojo Rabbit the Oscars cuz I
0: thought she was incredible in that film. Just It's 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 a truly brilliant movie. I think it got weirdly got kind of so-so reviews, but I think it's because Americans don't have that thing of laughing at the Nazis in a way that we had, you know, don't <laughs> second world war yes the yeah. brits kind of a lot of that kind of blitz spirit was kind of silly jokes about like you know hitler having one ball and things like that i don't think americans really entered into that you know that that kind of um you know gallows humor that, that got that got us through but it felt it's that sort of slightly childish uh take on, on 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 the nazis is is the the light side of of a very well constructed film um so there you go we c- when you can't find joy in uh sheffield wednesday football club um take yourself to Nazi germany and uh see how you go uh well i on- think it's a good um it's a good segue into the fact we talk about this gary Monk totalitarian
1: uh yes. states you know we're exactly. making fun and having delight in a very negative, very sour time. So, um, a fitting <laughs> film for all Wednesdayites right now, I should say.
0: And I think we should. I think we should wrap things up. Let's do it. Have you got? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'll say cheerio then, Luke, and I hope you have a wonderful week. You too, man. I, I mean, I expect your week will be a certain level of quality until about three o'clock on Saturday, and then uh, we'll probably take a nosedive. But uh, we live in hope. It might be that that's when the when things get sunny again, the snow will melt, and uh, Sheffield Wednesday will eke out a 1-0 victory against Birmingham City. And we
1: start to ebb our way out of our winter of
0: discontent. That's how you get there, one ebb at a time. <laughs> Cheerio, Luke. See you, Rich. <laughs> we